their title, I would have done something more like, holy crap, look what the cat just My sermon is about gratitude. Um, particularly, I want to say thank you to all of you. And yet, as I say those two words, they fall wildly short of what is in my heart and what I want to express today. And so my hope is in the story that I'm about to tell you, it conveys some of that. Let me rewind literally to a year ago. It was Sunday, March 29th, and that particular date was my second time coming here to Chalice. I'd come a couple of weeks before that to check you out. Yes, you, all of you. <laughs> For those of you who may not know, I'm in seminary, and I'm going to be ordained as an interfaith chaplain this coming fall in September. My spotty attendance here at Chalice is largely reflective of time I need to spend in week-long classes in Berkeley, flying over there, studying, and I also have a 400-hour internship I'm in the midst of completing. I'm doing all this in the midst of also working a full-time job here at Chandler, Arizona. So, as part of our training at the Chaplaincy Institute, we're required to select what they call a secondary faith tradition. Its purpose, and I quote for accuracy, is to give us the opportunity to explore the riches of another spiritual path and expand our theological and cultural capacities, as well as help deepen our spiritual formation for ministry. And a tall order. So generally, our academic advisors encourage us to make choices that really cause us to stretch. They ask us to consider stepping into places that are going to grow us and offer us the opportunity to expand emotionally, theologically, spiritually. It also means, means we may feel incredibly uncomfortable. So I don't know about you, but when I hear the term stretch, I would normally think about things like rubber band, I would think sweater, but not with this assignment. When it was given, it brought up images of torture, like think of Jesus on your cross. <laughs> I knew what lurked in my dark shadows, and so when the instruction to stretch was offered, I knew exactly in what direction I needed to head. And this is where you and Chalice come into the story. On a whim, and being completely prepared for absolutely nothing to come up with my search terms, I googled Gilbert, Arizona, liberal Christian churches. And lo and behold, a popped Chalice Christian Church. There was bonus points because it's really right around the corner from my house. So I poked around the website a bit and I found out his blog and her writing had a sense of humor that had me sort of nod my head with self-recognition and simultaneously just burst out laughing. Um, and it's that kind of nervous laughter that happens when we recognize the sometimes ugly and yet very true parts of being human. When I first met Abby in person, I knew my gig was pop. <laughs> uh, she had heard a version of my story plenty of times, and yet she smiled and nodded and, and left me welcoming, uh, welcoming an open-ended invitation to come. She also recognized that my relationship with Christianity was one of a feral cat. I was spooked and needed no provocation to run the other direction. <laughs> so on my first visit to Chalice, I approached ever so slowly. I drove past the church, checked out the parking lot, did a U-turn, pulled in, 
And you all seemed nice enough when I came into the patio. You welcomed me with your kind words, your warm handshakes, and still I waited and I watched. I listened for any phrase asking me to tell my story of being saved or coming to Jesus. If I was looking for a reason to turn and run, you people were not helping. <laughs> Instead, you welcomed me and you told me you were glad I'd come to be with you on that Sunday. And I need to tell you, your kindness means more than I can ever tell you. Then there was a second visit, and that was on Palm Sunday. I remember arriving, and I think it was Jim Barton who asked if I wanted to ride down to the Baptist store on the corner. There was going to be a group processing down Gilbert Road towards the church, carrying palm fronds to commemorate Jesus' entry into Jerusalem. Now inside, I'm thinking, oh, dear God. <laughs> but I'm a new kid, and I don't want to be a party pooper, so I say, sure. <laughs> Never mind stranger danger, right? <laughs> Next thing I'm walking down Gilbert Road, waving a palm frond, calling out, Hosanna in the highest. For those of you who may have looked at me and wondered if I was a fraud, but you didn't call me out, thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> At this point, you may be wondering where I'm going with this story. For the second time in my life, I will out myself. Christianity is not my primary faith tradition. My only identity is as a beloved child of loving God. For someone who's looking in from the outside, my spiritual practice perhaps looks more Buddhist than anything else. Though my hope is that my life is a demonstration of my faith, and it could be given any label in which compassion choice and love or cornerstones. It's how I came to choose being an interfaith minister. It's how I chose the program. I believe there are many, many paths that people walk to experience God's love. As for Christianity, I rejected it wholeheartedly, somewhere in the midst of coming out as a lesbian when I was 21, and then I topped it off with a 15-year career at Planned Parenthood. It was in the days of protesters chaining themselves together clinic bombings, and physicians being shot to death. If you do the math, 15 years is about 3,600 working days of people picketing, yelling angry words, and committing unspeakable acts, all in the name of Jesus. As for the gay thing, imagine what it's like to hear over and over and over that AIDS and floods and the bombing of the World Trade Center are God's punishments for loving another who happens to be of the same gender. It stirs up emotion, and it creates huge wounding that makes a lasting impression. Or at least it did for me. So to each of you, that I need you to know that my finding Chalice, finding you, was really divinely inspired. Your invitation to share God's love with an open communion table was exactly what my soul needed. Though I found out only much later, it was with some skepticism that Abby said yes to my request to come into Chalice and have Christianity serve as my secondary faith tradition. You see, having spent a year among you, I now have a deeper and more profound understanding of her reluctance. You're an amazingly loving community. And my entry into purposes, into it for purposes of being able to check a box out of a form for my seminary requirements probably wouldn't have been something I would have been eager to jump at either. And still, Abby said yes. 
What I knew, and I wasn't sure I conveyed really well to Abby, was that I needed to heal. Really heal. I needed to heal my relationship to Christianity, and more importantly, to Christians. There was no way I would ever be able to hold myself out as a chaplain with the angry conversation raging in my head and the scab over the wounds of my heart. In addition to the aforementioned encounters with Christians, there were a few others that served as fuel for my fire. I remember the sadness in my mother when she could no longer receive communion at our family's Catholic church after she and my dad's divorce. I remember internalizing the sermons of hell and damnation at the Southern Baptist Church where we would go with our very loving weekend babysitter. And all these people saying they love Jesus. If this is what it meant to love and follow Jesus, I didn't want any of it. To you, in hearing your kind words of love and seeing you walk the path of kindness, you've shown me a different side of Christianity. Because of you, my heart has been softened and opened in very, very unexpected ways. And now, here it is a year later, and I've satisfied the requirements of my secondary faith tradition. The box on the form is checked. The requisite experiential report has been written. And a year ago, I would have completely imagined this day as the one where I would say thank you and goodbye. And yet today, I find myself wanting to keep hanging out with you. Yes, you. All of you. In this place where the questions are more important than the answers, where we have peanut butter Sunday, and where we feed and give shelter to the homeless, each of you are the loving faces of God, and you have given me a new and fresh experience of what it means to be a Christian. For welcoming a stranger in to be among you, and celebrate the mystery and abundance 